Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. Sound good? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Sure, let's go. We're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Canton. It's a chilly one, not going to lie to you. 30 degrees outside today. Who had the shovel this morning? If you'd have been smart like me, you just wait till it melts a little bit. Don't get uh, ahead of yourself there. It is winter time. Let's just relax and make sure that we extend it and we understand what to expect. I mean, uh, on cold days and cold mornings like this. But man, I got to tell you, it sure wasn't fun waking up to that crap this morning. Five and a half days left if you're shopping for Christmas presents. And we remind you to get out there and take it easy. Keep your radio on. Keep it on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Brian, are you okay? You're sniffling really heavy there. There's something going on. What is it? Yeah, I got a sinus thing going on. Boy, you were breathing heavy like I was going to have to call 911. Should I call Akbar at the the fire department? No, I ain't ready for uh, uh, those kind of measures yet. It's just a little uh, snotty today. Maybe someone should have called him to put out the fire last night at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Oh, come on, Cash! Woo! Cavaliers in overtime last night. 135-130 overtime winner versus Houston last night. Your Cleveland Cavaliers are currently 15-12. Wouldn't be a Cleveland sports team without injuries either. You know that. Sing it there, Mr. Eric Brook. Here we go now. Come on, Cav. All right. So the big question on everyone's mind this morning and all day today is, who in the world is Sam Merrill? On the handoff to Merrill. Merrill into the lane, put it up, and good with the left hand. The youngster with a huge shot. Sudden Sam makes it 128-124. Bruce on the handoff to Mitchell, right side Merrill. Quick three, Sam. Good! Are you kidding me? He looks like he could be on a high school floor, but (laughs) Sam Merrill hits the three, and the Cavs are up seven. I'm not going to lie to you. I had no idea who this kid was. I had seen him a couple of times, and like Tim Alcorn said, looks like he should be playing high school basketball. And speaking of high school hoops, by the way, before I get too carried away, we've got high school hoops for you tonight on our stream at whbcsports.com. It's your guy, Billy Beebe and Bob Jeffries, going to stream the Lake and Green game. And if you're wondering, Brian, Franklin Furness has the night off. In fact, they don't play again until, I believe, Tuesday, January 2nd. Well, practice, practice, practice. Yes, they're on 6. Bobcats 0 and 6. I don't like it. Full slate of high school hoops tonight, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays. Check out all the scores at whbcsports.com. They'll be getting up there around 7 o'clock or so, okay? But more on this Sam Merrill. And, and what is this kid trying to do, steal the spotlight from Joe Flacco? By the way, Flacco threw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter of that comeback on Sunday. That's the most yards by a Browns quarterback in 45 years. 45 years. Let's see, Brian. That puts us trying to figure out who the quarterback of the Browns was 45 years ago. Um, 
let's see, 2023 minus 45. That would put you back around, let's see, 2023 minus 45. It's 1978. Is that Brian Sipe? Could be. Could be. Hear me typing? Yeah, you're typing fast. See if we have a quarterback in 1978. Brian Sipe. It was, wasn't it? Isn't that something? And they wore the same throwback uniforms, right? Orange pants, brown jerseys at home. Still not over this Flacco hangover. It is bowl season, though, tonight, folks. We have a game this evening. Marshall versus UTSA. UTSA. They're the, uh, what are, what are they? They're the, the uh, Roadrunners. Roadrunners. Roadrunner. University of Texas, San Antonio. Not going to lie to you, never heard of them. Didn't watch them all year. Everybody at the gym today is telling me it's a good ball team. And they're favored by 12.5 over the Marshall, the Thundering Herd. Yes, we are Marshall. Speaking of bowl games, the Cotton Bowl is a week from Friday. So I figure what we would do is reach out to Kirk Barton, former Perry Panther, everybody's favorite All-American, talk more about the Buckeye program, see what direction this thing's taken. You know, we, we broke the news. We didn't break the news, but we talked about Kyle McCord transferring. He went into the portal, going to be a quarterback at Syracuse. Why? Why would you choose Syracuse over another Power 5 school, maybe Nebraska, maybe Purdue? Maybe they didn't want him. I don't know. But I know somebody who might have a little bit more finger on the pulse of this situation, and that's our buddy Kirk Barton in Columbus at BuckeyeScoop.com. He's got a podcast every night, fantastic, about 30,000 followers, maybe more. They also broke a story the other day they did. They said that uh, Devin Brown performing well in practice. Well, I say, of course he's doing well in practice. What's he going up against? They also said that most of everyone that's still with the team has been practicing, but I don't know if that includes Marvin Harrison Jr. And we're going to ask Kirk whether or not he feels that the guy will come back, whether he'll get paid a huge amount of money uh, in the NIL deal for Marvin Harrison Jr., or are his days at Ohio State over. The more I think about this, folks, the more I think he's done. I think he'll go to the NFL. Why wouldn't you? Get that clock started especially on that rookie contract, and, and work your way to that second deal. $20 million goes a long way, I understand that, but you know what? When the clock starts ticking and you can be a great player in the NFL, $20 million might not be that much. <laughs> Isn't that amazing to say that? Tim Alcorn's going to join us at 4 o'clock to talk Cavaliers. Big win last night. Watch that game. It's a little nerve-wracking at times, but again, Cavaliers still, still trying to figure themselves out with all these injuries. And the biggest right now, in my opinion, has got to be Evan Mobley, just due to the fact that, you know, this backcourt, I'm not so sure it works when you've got Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell playing at the same time. But when it's one versus the other, it just seems as though things maybe move a little smoother. You had eight guys in double figures last night, and we never see that in a Cavs team. But then again, maybe that's due to the fact that J.B. Bickerstaff has to coach a little bit differently. And if that's the case, maybe he's got to get those two playing a little bit, uh, I don't know, more complimentary, I guess I would say, when they are both healthy. So it's, it's got to be one or the other, and we'll ask Tim Alcorn. Is it that the backcourt doesn't work, 
or is it that J.B. Bickerstaff needs to call a game a little bit differently? Worked yesterday. It, it looked great. I'd like to see a little bit better foul shooting, and if you're going to get Tristan Thompson into the game and just hack a shack and he goes one for seven or whatever it is at the line, that isn't good enough either. You trade what he brings physically to what Jared Allen brings or doesn't bring on a regular basis. It's a tough one, and it's hard to figure out. But it's nice to see them utilize their bench and get another big, some regular playing time. These minutes are huge. Tristan last night plays 18 minutes. Gets you four points, but it could have been a lot more if he could make a foul shot. Isaac Okoro played pretty well yesterday, which is always good news. Actually, I got that wrong. Yeah, Tristan had four points. I got my my stat page. It was it's two pages long. But the interesting, the uh, everything you need at the top of the page are cut off. Minutes, rebounds, assists, and points. Akuro goes for thirty-two minutes, gives you eleven points. Dean Wade starting to shoot a little bit better now. Twenty-two minutes gives you twelve points, which is always a good sign. See, Jared Allen takes a step backwards, even though he scores. 12 points, he only gives you 6 rebounds. I've got to have a double-double from him. No matter what Tristan Thompson gives you, and I understand Jared Allen was in foul trouble again last night, which I don't like either. If the other team's center eats him alive, he's going to get in foul trouble. And that's what we saw last night. Karis LeVert playing well. We know the we know the routine. We know the starters. We know the guys 6, 7, and 8 that come off the bench, but we never heard of Sam Merrill before. I didn't know if he was going to be a two-way player or whatever. We know that he was a huge player in the G League. We're also going to set the uh, Giannino's Pizzeria proper parlay bet of the week. And I've got an interesting one for you today. As we tried to, we had a winner last week, right, Brian? That's right. So it's only a $25 gift card because last week we gave away 50 Was that right? So last week we gave away a double. It was a deuce. This week it's just going to be one. I'm going to take your phone calls as well at 330-450-1480. How was it this morning? When you woke up, you saw the white stuff. Did you expect it? We told you last night on the way home as we were getting ready to leave, it was going to be a little bit dicey. It was windy. I mean, we had snow, the snow belt. Heck, in some spots in the snow belt, I think they got upwards around 8 inches, which is unbelievable. We get barely a dusting, and everybody says, oh, be careful out on the roads. I get it the first day that we've seen anything and there was a lot of wind a lot of rain before that and it all is going to freeze anyway and we got 30 degrees today but the good news is this i think we get back into the 50s in no time which is always good news i'll take that in in december any day of the week any day of the week any day of the week in december i'll take 50 degrees we invite your phone calls today at 330-450-1480 talking cavaliers are you still feeling about the browns I was looking today at power rankings, and, you know, the Browns are anywhere between 5 and 10, and rightfully so with their record. But then again, I don't know how they can continue to, to manipulate this way with all these injuries, especially to the offensive line. When you can't run the ball at any level of football, whether it's high school, college, or the pros, what do you really expect? Do you really expect to see Joe Flacco throw the ball 44, 45 times a day? I don't think so, and I think if you go through the three quarters of that game Sunday, you probably penciled it in as another loss. 
But the defense, if they're able to keep you in these games and will continue to figure out if anyone else is banged up on that defense because that's the way you're going to have to play these games. You're going to rely on your defense, and hopefully they can keep you in the game, keep it a one-score differential, not two. I mean, that's one of the reasons why going into that fourth quarter, you can look at it and say it is the NFL, as I told you yesterday, and no lead is safe. But you can also look at it and say, eh, maybe these injuries finally caught up to this team. And that's what makes it really difficult. It makes it hard to watch, and especially this late into the season. It's no different than you make your fantasy football league postseason, and then all of a sudden your number one wide receiver is out and you can't score any points. But I digress. That's just what happened to me. But I know a lot of people go through that as well. I mean, how many people out there had Dak Prescott and he gives you six points on Sunday night against Buffalo? So it all goes back into these um, power rankings. And a really dangerous team that's right on the outside on the bubble of this thing is going to be the Buffalo Bills. They make it into the postseason. Look out. Unless, of course, they get more injuries. They, they've had the injury bug themselves, as everyone does at this time of year. They've lost a lot of players on their defense. But if the Browns have already been decimated offensively, start to lose more guys on their defense, and let's face it, Grant Delpit's a huge loss. You lose a Wusu Koromoa, or if Miles Garrett gets banged up anymore, look out. It's not going to be good. And even though Miles Garrett hasn't really showed up on the stat sheet as much as we've seen lately, last couple of weeks, no no sacks, he really does a lot more than just sack the quarterback. And you can watch it and you can listen back to Kevin Stefanski's postgame press conferences and how he feels he's the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the league. It's hard to really disagree with him. Teams run away from him. Teams double, triple team him. They chip him constantly, and he's a force to be reckoned with. And that's what we've been waiting for, man. And I'm so glad to be on this side of it again and be you know, excited for a guy to really ball out on a Sunday afternoon and watch him do great things. And that's this defense. Now, maybe it's just due to the fact that they have Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. I don't know. All I can tell you is that defense is for real. And whether or not you wanted to consider the fact that they really are a top-notch defense, it's easy to see now on a weekly basis, no matter who they're playing. I don't care if it's the Chicago Bears or if it's the San Francisco 49ers. We locked that team down, man. But it was earlier on in the season, and things change. Let's hope that they can continue to play good and maybe even peak. Did they already peak? That's hard to say. The other thing, going back to this Joe Flacco thing, and we keep mentioning the fact that Kevin Stefanski should be, by all intents and purposes, in the consideration of Coach of the Year. Not only has he had four different starters all win ball games this season, do you realize that all four of those quarterbacks have given you game-winning drives? It's one of two things. You took the reins off at the end of the game. Maybe they could have been doing that all along. Or... You're really coaching these guys up. I think it's the latter of the two. I think he's done a great job. And you can't consider the fact that, hey, we should be a running team. You're not a running team when you only have one offensive starter on that line. One starting lineman at the end of that game. How are you going to run the ball? You can't. And I'm going to tell you another thing. As we talked about it in Ohio State, 
certain running backs have a different eye for where the hole is and how to get through it and gain yardage. Other quarterbacks don't do that. Chip Trainum at Ohio State, to me it seemed as though at times he was like a linebacker, looking to make contact, looking to bowl that defender over, versus Henderson, who may be a little bit more elusive. Well, you have a rare combination in Cleveland when we have Nick Chubb. He does everything, and he does everything well. That's not the case with Jerome Ford. That's not the case with you know anyone else, Kareem Hunt or Pierre Strong. You're not seeing the same thing, and you know you put into the same situation the fact that the offensive line is just, let's face it, it's just a mishmash. It's it's a mash unit. It's guys you've never heard of. It's guys coming in from either the practice squad or wherever, whether or not they've been with this team getting snaps in practice or not. The fact remains, it's hard to run block in the NFL. Certain guys do it better than pass blocking. Jack Conklin, for one, is a better run bat blocker than a pass blocker, which is probably not the same situation when you look at the other tackles that have been injured on this team. And that's something else that we'll ask Kirk Barton, what the main difference is between run blocking and pass blocking. I wonder if he had a preference. I don't know if the Browns can continue to win games, meaningful games, especially on the road where we know they normally don't play as well on the road, and they go down to, to Houston this week to face the Texans. I haven't heard anything about C.J. Stroud, whether or not he's off uh, concussion protocol or not, but I do know he's lost two of his receivers. But the one who stepped up this past week was Noah Brown, former Buckeye. And he, But Stroud didn't play. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Browns. I think the good news for the Browns going to Houston is the fact that Joe Flacco is their quarterback and not Deshaun Watson. Could you imagine when Deshaun Watson goes back there, and wasn't it two years in a row now we played at Houston? I'll have to go back and check that, but I think, I, I think that's true. Um, I don't think that's a situation where you want to see Deshaun Watson, if he were healthy, starting for the Browns because it's going to be really tough. And for whatever reason... He's still not over this thing, and probably rightfully so. I mean, and it's not just a matter of not playing for two years. It's everything else that happened to the young man, whether he's innocent or not, guilty or whatever. We don't, you know, it's not for us to decide. It's not for us to judge. But I think, you know, when you take that much of a hit psychologically, it's hard to focus on football, and we've seen that through him. Now, look at the difference between a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's got every potential and he's gifted in every athletic way you can imagine versus a guy like Joe Flacco. I'm not saying Joe Flacco is not athletic. I mean, for whatever reason, he might have a better arm than Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen Deshaun Watson that we thought was going to be the pro bowler. But I just think that this is probably your best bet to have a guy who's a proven pro, a former MVP of a Super Bowl, and is used to winning not only at home but on the road as well. Realize this, Joe Flacco had a $100 million contract at one time. Which I believe was the richest in the league after he was Super Bowl MVP. Nice to have that knowledge in your huddle. Nice to have that experience. Nice to have that leadership, right? 330-450-1480, we're going to get our first break in. We'll have time before the bottom of the hour if you'd like to get a phone call and we can talk Cavs. We can talk Browns. We can talk Buckeyes, too, as we get set for Kirk Barton at the bottom of the hour. It's the Tuesday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. The Roadman and JT on 1480 WHBC.